0: Welcome back to Divided We Stand. I'm Victoria Lang here with Joe Aguire, Mike Gadiosi, and Eric Farron. Um, so uh, per usual, we got the COVID-19 update, but this week it's a little bit different. We're going to be talking about how we've decided, for some reason, to slow down all of the testing. So testing for coronavirus has been dropped nationwide for the past two weeks, even as the evidence builds up, as the disease is spreading and picking up in many states. Places like Mississippi, more than one in five tested for the virus in the past week and were positive, and the average number of daily te- tests in 10 Texas and Florida have dropped, but the ratio of positive tests in each state is more than double what the World Health Organization recommends. So this is absolutely incredible. Joe, can you just play the tip of or the clip of Trump talking right now about it? And I feel like this will obviously give us some more clarity on why things are working the way they are. <laughs> Y'all getting that? Is it plan? No, uh,
1: no audio, actually. No audio? No.
0: Basically it's just from the rally it's just the clip of him saying that he wants to slow down testing and obviously we have more cases because we have more testing so he told his people to stop stop the testing we're going to we're not going to do that anymore so i kind of just wanted to propose the question do you guys think that he wants to stop testing because he's we're scared Of the quarantine, we're scared of what might happen. If we get it, we're scared that society is going to have to tell us to stay inside, which obviously that's what's going to happen. But it's like as soon as you test positive, those rules really have to be enforced. So have anybody on this panel gotten tested for the coronavirus? I did. You gotten tested? How was it? What was your experience like getting tested?
2: I got a throat test. It was pretty easy. I walked in, swabbed my throat, kicked me out. That was it. It, it wasn't hard. I mean, I you know, the nose one, I guess, I've heard the nose one is a lot worse. And
0: Oh, so you had, like, an option? You could pick which one you wanted to get?
2: Didn't have an option. She had the throat, and I asked the the PA when she was doing it. I said, I thought this thing went up the nose, and she said, no, we have a certain amount of for the back of the throat when we run out of those, and then we do the nose. I so was like, all right, well, I'll take it.
0: True, you really lucked out. Like honestly, I'm like I'm not scared to get the results that I like. I might have COVID because I am completely willing to quarantine 14 more days. Get me out of work. That's what's up. I'm trying to stay home. Honestly, but i was
1: so scared to get that test. <laughs> Victoria, the it's the same as me. I'm all for <laughs> that too. I mean, I I have not yet been tested, but I, I you know early on in this cor uh, pandemic, they did say not to get tested unless you show symptoms, but I have no problem getting tested if I need to or if I have to. That's fine. I mean, I got a great doctor I can go uh, go and see and then she can test me anytime. But uh, uh, I think you know, is it out of fear? Is it out of ignorance like you have in the notes? It could be a man, it could be both. It could be a possibility yeah. of both. People are scared. And uh, and there might be some ignorance of what this thing's really about. Uh, mm-hmm. People need to get more informed and uh, you know find out a little more bit more about this. But getting tested's not a big deal, like Eric said. So I mean, my wife's been tested, and uh, thank thank God she's been uh, she's uh, negative, of course. But uh, you know, I have no problem doing it if I have to or if I need to.
3: You know, it's interesting. Uh, I I just learned that apparently the uh, nose test they no longer have to shove it all the way down your esophagus. They actually have only have to go in a little bit now. uh, So it's a much more, I don't want to say pleasant. That's probably not the right word, but it's a less horrific experience (laughs) uh, to get (laughs) tested. Now, look, there's still people who don't believe this thing is real. It's clear that Donald Trump knows it's real. Again, evidenced by the $8 billion his administration has spent on getting a vaccine. So again, He's saying one thing, but they they are actually pursuing it like it's a serious issue, and they know it is, and I think a lot of it at this point. I mean, I think he's playing politics. I think he knows he's playing politics, and I would venture to guess that guys like Mike and Eric also know that he's just playing politics at this point, but that's what happens when you have an election just a couple months away.
1: Well, it's like I said, this thing should not be political. And I've said this before on the show, right. and, and I say it now, it, it, this is a serious thing where people's lives have been impacted by this, uh, and it shouldn't be political at all. On either side, it doesn't matter. I mean, this is a serious matter we have here, so.
2: No, I totally agree and, with it not being political and getting information. I, people need to seek out all the information that they can find as possible, like, I go to work every day and I got guys that work near me and that's all they want to talk about is they said this, they said that's so, Well, Go to go for yourself. Go look, go look to the CDC websites. Go look at our yep. own website, see what information they're getting. Don't just rely on turning on, clicking on the TV, listening to even your local news or cable news, whatever, find it for yourself. Find information that you yourself can take as fact and truth and live your life based on that. Not what you're seeing everybody else talking about in the political politicalization of it all. Don't let that get in the way.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right, and I just feel like we really have to hold each other accountable, especially now. I feel like a lot of people weren't really taking it as seriously, and people were kind of scared to say things to their friends, like you have to wear a mask, you have to do this or that or whatever. But honestly, every time I go out or every time I go to the store or something, there's somebody who doesn't want to wear a mask or somebody getting kicked out of the store or there's a fight or something because people really believe that they know more than scientists and they or everybody's some conspiracy theorists and they think that the coronavirus is fake. But in reality the july was the all time high for all of the cases and everything, so this is only getting worse. And in the past two weeks, our testing has gone down by over a hundred thousand tests a day. And I just can only credit that to Trump and him saying that he's done such a great job. And look at everything that we're doing, because that's pretty much what the clip said, and like kind of what we missed out on and everything. I just feel like the wrong message is being portrayed to the wrong people. I, I guess the right people for Trump, you know what I mean. I just feel like no matter how serious his people are taking it, he's still kind of spreading the message that it's not as serious as as it is. And the only reason why we're having so many cases is because of all the testing and only 1% of people die. But we're not talking about all of the rest of the people whose lungs are struggling to keep them alive for the rest of their lives because corona completely destroyed their respiratory system. You know what I mean? I just feel like we actually have to hold people accountable and not be scared to look like some crazy people. Because I'm like Karen. I'm like the opposite of karen i'm not like the karen who's yelling about not wearing it i'm screaming at people like i'm like not the mask nazi you know what i'm saying that's me but reverse
3: Uh, (laughs) governor brian kemp has finally decided to force a mandate for people in georgia to wear masks he had actually sued the mayor of atlanta to prevent it it was clearly a political move and now that they've seen their numbers spike they're taking it serious And, you know, look, it's unfortunate that that has to happen sometimes. But sometimes you do have to get punched in the face before you realize, you know, maybe your mouth is uh, uh, maybe your mouth can't, uh, you know, keep up or whatever. So I I don't know. I I think, again, you know, we're seeing this thing spike around not only the country, but the world and any idea of like it being a political, a politically driven thing is is amusing in that I mean obviously the rest of the entire planet is also being affected right. by this even exactly. New Zealand New Zealand had gone 102 days without yep. having an infection and then guess what happened they decided to loosen up to quarantine they let people fly into the country and now they've got another dozen cases so Loves you know it. if you if you don't take it serious that's what's gonna happen I think most people are getting there but again I think people that aren't... Look at what was going on with NCAA football. You had literally uh, boosters down south at major universities threatening to pull their money if these kids didn't play football in the fall. Right Again, that's all very politically motivated. They want it to look like everything is normal heading into the election. And I get that. You support a candidate. You want your candidate to to look good in, in public, but... You're also sacrificing the lives of children for your own political purposes. That's right. dirty.
0: Because how good is he going to look when everybody dies? When we're all dead, how good is Trump going to look? Not very nice. Not well, very he'll nice. he'll
3: improve in the smart scale as far as where he ranks.
0: Oh, for sure. There'll be <sighs> less, less to choose from.
3: Shoot right up to that I
0: topic. feel like this segues kind of perfectly because. As I know, this is why it's political, is because I think that Trump, deep down in his soul, he knows that the coronavirus is real, and I think that he's scared of it, and I think that he's scared of his family getting it and everything. And that's why he just requested a mail-in vote. Even though he was so against it, Trump and Melania have now requested to vote by mail— even though that they were so against it, they said that it is no good that we should not be voting by mail. But as soon as Dr. Fauci says that it is good, that we're all good to go, as long as we wear face masks, everybody should be able to vote in person, we shouldn't have any problems, Trump is not here for it. He is voting by mail. What do you guys think about that? Are you going to be, does this change your stance in voting by mail? Does this make you want to vote by mail?
1: (laughs) Nope. And I've said it in the chat rooms before. Uh, I will be at the polls uh, come November 3rd with a mask on because Fauci said I could now, right? He did say so. (laughs) So Fauci, if it's good enough for Fauci, it's good enough for me. I was, it didn't matter whether Fauci said so or not. Uh, Let me get serious. Um, I was going to be at the polls. I was going to be there uh, November 3rd. With, and if I wear a mask, I wear a mask. Again, I'm considerate of other people, you know, because, uh, like, that's the kind of guy I am, really. So um, I will be at the polls. This doesn't change my mind about uh, mail-in votes at all.
2: Me either. I'll be there with a the mask on, waiting in line, mm-hmm. ready to vote. I mean, that's, what, that's, how I, that's how I like doing it, and that's how I'm going to do it, as long as I can do it.
3: Well, I just voted in the Republican primary here in Connecticut, and I mailed my ballot in. And I'm pretty sure I'll be mailing my ballot in come November because I don't want to stand around near a whole bunch of people who I don't know. That's insane. Why would I do that if I can just mail it in?
0: Hmm. I was not expecting that answer from you, Joe, to be completely honest, especially because I have seen a lot of stuff on Twitter about how even if we do decide to use the mail-in ballots, how we should bring it. To the polls and stuff like that, because there is some speculation that there might be something happening with the mail or something like that, or that the mail carriers or the services might be doing something with it. I saw a lot of stuff about that being like, I can't say anymore, but definitely bring your ballot to the polls because they told the U.S. Postal Service to do something with it, but we can't say anymore. And that is definitely concerning to me, whether it is true or not. And I know that it is a really big deal for anybody to be tampering with mail, and obviously that is jail time, and a huge fine, and everything. But I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that is a lot. And I also, if something like that were to happen, even if it were under Trump's administration or not, that would be another reason for a recount or for him to be in office for any longer. And I am trying to avoid that by every mean possible.
1: Well, here's the thing about the mail-in ballots. It, it, it can happen on both sides. If Say if Trump wins with the mail-in ballots, well, the Democrats can come back and say, well, he cheated, there's fraud. And supposing if Biden right. wins with the mail-in ballots, well, then Trump can say, well, he cheated, then there's fraud. So it can go both ways. And I, and I think that's why the Democrats are pushing these mail-in ballots, because if Trump does win and it's generally, generally mail-in ballots, um, they can claim something went wrong or he cheated and he's illegitimate and blah, 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 and things like that. So it can, it can go both ways.
2: And I also, you got to think about efficiency, too, like voter fraud or not, mail tampering, just the efficiency of getting everyone who's registered to vote or everyone who's chosen to mail in their ballot, how they're going to work this process into the regular daily mail service that's going on. Is it going to be separate, or are they going to work it through? I mean, I just read a story this morning back in March, 100,000 votes in the California primaries didn't get counted because they got rejected at the post office, so It was only like 1.4% of their total ballots through the mail, but still, those people's votes didn't get counted because something happened at the post office. This could happen everywhere, and on a mass scale, you know, I'm not against the mail-in ballots, but that's why I'm going, so I can check the boxes myself.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Um, Bottom line is that the president of the United States is actively trying to stop people from voting in the election because they're not doing it his way. I can't imagine he's not violating some kind of constitutional law or some law or something. Yeah, Um, this is this is, uh, again, for a guy who's in the in the middle of of the election of of, uh, election fight of a lifetime here, uh, he's gone sinister mode here. I mean seriously, and I know a lot of post office workers who still support the president. They're like, yeah, well, we needed uh, we needed some reform here. Oh my well, gosh! <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I, people will justify anything that the president does. Um, they're they're willing to look the other way when he says one thing and does another. This is no different, Victoria. I I I wouldn't expect that it would be. And I'll tell you this: I don't expect that there will be much fraud at all in this election like there's ever in any of the elections. I think the biggest concern that we have is foreign influence, like we had last time. Oh, yeah, done, 100%. And have done nothing about it all to stop it. Zero. Literally nothing.
0: Right. Yeah, st- Robert, continue. Say don't. what you were going to
2: say. We have the foreign interference that Joe's talking about and that we do nothing about, which I totally agree with, and I feel like, you know, in agreement with what happened last time but i also feel like there's also uh the national our own uh election interference with the the social media platforms and and the way they operate they meddle in things that they probably they don't think they're meddling they think they're doing it for the best for their platform for their company but really how information gets on there and how they let people share it affects how other people get information and What might help them make a decision?
0: Oh, I completely agree. I feel like social media, especially nowadays, is everybody's biggest influence. And I feel like kind of where you fall on social media, kind of, especially when it comes down to like your age group and stuff like that, like you, it is kind of rare to find somebody like who's my age that is like a really diehard Republican, unless it's like in their family or something, because usually like where you are placed on social media kind of does determine your thought process, because especially when you've grown up on it and that has kind of morphed your entire thinking and everything that you find like popular or cool or anything like i don't know it's almost like a trend to be involved in politics or not really necessarily like involved in politics but to have an opinion on it even if you don't necessarily have any background or education whatsoever everybody wants to have an opinion and everybody wants to have you know what I mean? So I feel like kind of fit into some kind of group. And I feel like that is so toxic, but that comes along with social media, even though social media could is so positive in so many different ways and does push so many different messages, especially when you see things like the Black Lives Matter movement and other other social things have happened and have come to the light because of social media. You know what I mean?
3: My question for Eric is, are you, are you talking about the influence of social media or are you specifically referring to things like fact checking and maybe specifically no,
2: no, no. fact checking the president? No, no, just just the influence, how that, you know, how the influence is on people like Victoria is saying. It's almost like politics right now is very trendy. And mm-hmm. I can attest to yeah. that growing up. Yeah. I mean, I'm 40 growing up. Most of my life, I was the nerdy kid who was really into politics, and people would argue with me or we'd debate. And then yeah. at some point, well, I assume you probably know more about this than I do, so we'll just leave it at that. But now everybody has an opinion, and everybody wants to argue, no matter how informed they are or not. And right. we've all been in those discussions online. We know where it can go, and we know where <laughs> – we know how it can end. And normally oh, it's- my
1: gosh. I mean, the thing that trends on on uh, social media is these memes, these political memes. Yes, everything is a bunch of those all the time. And I'm like, how are we going to change my mind if you put something that's conservative or even liberal? I mean, it doesn't matter which side, you know. We just you think you put a little trendy little saying on a meme and that's it. You're going to change my mind just like that, and it doesn't work that way. Really, it really doesn't. But there's a big trend on that going on right now. I see from both sides. So that's another thing that can influence people one way or the other but not me i mean so how do you how do you change your mind with just a phrase or some crazy meme you know it's yeah
0: yeah i mean i feel like those definitely i mean some of them are for influence but i feel like the majority kind of Aren't they're kind of for the people of those groups to laugh at? I do like some of them because I feel like they kind of spread the message. (laughs) But the worst part about those are and like honestly, sometimes I will catch myself like sharing something and then you go back and you Google it and you fact check it and you're like, oh, that is not at all what I thought it was because when people make memes and stuff like that, there is no fact check. There is no so a lot of people kind of just put stuff out there because they think it's funny or not knowing anything behind it and it actually ends up influencing some of your friends and some of your whatever and it has no actual fact
3: to it i know she's not watching so i'll talk about my mom for a minute my mom posted (laughs) something recently love it, and uh you know my mom my mom is uh is on the right and she posted something and it got fact checked and then they did it where they block it out
0: <laughs> That's one of I've my both,
3: too. My mother, like, lost her mind and she was like, What is this? What did they do? And I was like, Mom, I'm like, Where did you find that? And she said she told me that she had found it on a doctor's page and had shared that information. Well, it turns out the doctor was a chiropractor. And uh, yeah, he's not a real doctor. So just plays one uh, on TV, right? Yeah. Dude, if your <laughs> back hurts, he'll fix you. But if you're looking for actual medical advice, just ask ask Dr. Fauci. And and I'll say this, you know, Mike, you you, you guys, you and Eric, you know, sort of been talking about this information. You know, we we talked a little bit about him last week. Dr. Fauci is uh, a very special person, and you know, I know people wanna suggest conspiracy theories as to as to who he's connected (laughs) with or or whatever have you um i think at this point i I, i'm gonna give the guy a check here i i think he's all right again we talked about what he did as far as hiv there was a time where the gay community thought anthony fauci was like the antichrist and that it was his goal to kill (laughs) as many homosexuals as he could and then he figured out how to stop AIDS and HIV. Yeah. Now he's heralded in that community as a, as a hero. Right. So look, you know, this is science. And and I think that the, the number one thing people need to know about science is it can change. And go science,
0: in, like. when you go into
3: science with a preconceived notion, you run tests and you don't get the result that you wanted. Well, you got to throw that all out and you got to try a new theory. Right. That's how science true. works. You're constantly finding here with a mutating virus from from China, where it originated. That is true. It is a virus from China. We can from China. China. Just... China. But the virus that's currently here in the United States actually isn't the same virus that was in China. This is yeah. our own special mutated version. And if I'm not mistaken, Eric, I think it's now mutated at least twice. So, yeah, I'm not sure how many, so you can get it. it.
0: Hello
2: right. times. So West many Coast, times, both it has a different strain. So sure. that, it,
1: I, right.
3: It, and that, and that. Look again. That's how viruses work. My my suggestion to anybody would be: look, don't blindly follow anybody or anything. Okay, but but when you're talking about like the top infectious infectious disease expert in the country, right? Just buy buy what that guy's
2: saying. Right. Just buy what that guy's saying. I find myself to. Right. Def- him every day, and I don't agree with him. You know, I don't always agree with everything that he's saying, as right. you know, not that I disagree with his method or his research, just sometimes you know, you get all this information, and then he comes out with something, and you're like, okay, but I find myself defending him more often than not because I use this analogy with people that I talk to a lot. I was like, well, when you go to your doctor, think about when you go to your doctor, Fauci's a doctor, you go to your doctor and something is wrong with you they're not quite sure how to pinpoint it they give you every possible scenario you could possibly think of to what might be wrong with you and that's where they start but they start somewhere and that's what we've done with this like joe was saying we don't know anything about this really it came here they're working it out and every day it's a different step so we just need to take it in stride and listen to him and take the advice he's given and hopefully it's going to work out and sooner than later we will be better
1: Well, let's say this. You remember early on in this uh, pandemic, he first said originally when he was interviewed on TV that, well, we shouldn't be concerned here in the U.S., but that could have been and most likely was because at that point— we really didn't know much about what was uh, this virus was all about. We didn't have the data that we have now. And even now we're getting more and more data in on this. And, and like Eric, I, I don't always agree with what he says, but I, I do trust him as a medical expert because the guy has an impressive resume. He is a doctor, right. so I, I believe he knows what he's talking about. Uh, I'll give him that uh, like I said may well I agree with everything he says maybe maybe not but you know people use that in the beginning and say look Fauci said it wasn't that bad now look what happened but he got to understand something back at that point we really didn't know much about this this right. was something that we've never seen before and as more information came in we we get to know it a little better and say well we need to take this preventive uh step or this preventive step and now like you said it, it mutated what twice you said Joe and uh I mean, who, who knows what it's going to do next, and that's what these experts are trying to figure out and then trying to stay ahead of the game here, so.
3: You know, what I would like to see from Mr. Grumpy Pants here is <laughs> the same thing that Dr. Fauci does. <laughs> and I think the president can look, take a look here and be like, hey, look, a doctor can say I was wrong. I've got new information, and the thing I said in March was stupid. Shouldn't have said that. Here's where we're at now. Dr. Bricks just said yesterday... You should be wearing a mask not only outside, but inside your house as well. Imagine that. No one's going to do that. She's not mm-hmm. wrong. She's a doctor. She's probably right. right. Are we going to do it? No. So, with, like you guys, you can disagree with some of the suggestions or things that they say. I think it's important, and I think what you guys are saying is you're not going to argue with the science. Understanding that right. we don't really know <laughs> how science works, especially when we're combating a virus we've never seen before. I could imagine that the people that are, and there's look, there's a lot of people working on it. it's not just Dr. Fauci. There's teams of people here, tons True. of them working on this stuff. And every day as they get in their data, they analyze it. And if, it, if what they were doing yesterday, they find out is wrong. New plan. That's what science is. It's OK to say I was wrong. It would right. be OK for President Trump. And I think it would be great if he said, look, we thought we were handling it right at the beginning. I made the move to close the border uh, to China. I did the things that I was advised to do. Obviously, in hindsight, boy, if we could take these 166,000 deaths back, we'd have, done it, we'd, we'd have done things differently. But he'll never do that. And, and, I, but, and I think that for me and for a lot of people, that's the biggest issue that we have with Donald Trump is. Dude, if Donald Trump went on TV right now and he was like, look, I've made some big mistakes I, I, I think I'm cool now. I think I've, I think we've got this figured out. We have a game plan. I would feel infinitely better to hear those words come out of his mouth. There's no shame in being wrong sometimes.
1: I think that's something he's probably going to have to do. I would, I would recommend him doing that, too. If he made a mistake, own up to it and say, well, I was wrong, and now here's what we're going to do because this is what the doctors have said. I, I would agree with you there, Joe.
0: I completely agree as well, but do I think that something like that is actually going to happen? Absolutely No, I do not think that that is (laughs) going to happen. And what I'm really just like struggling to comprehend is we just talked about it. A place like New Zealand has not had a single case in 102 days, and then we saw them go back and surge. So what I just don't understand is how we have other countries who— we see things happen to them firsthand you know what i mean like things are evolving but things are happening in other countries sooner than they're happening here and we get to see kind of how it plays out before we get to decide what we want to do so i don't understand how we see something like that happening and then still decide to lift coronavirus things like restaurants are open and private entertainment places are open and all of these I don't understand how things in America are kind of almost remaining as usual, except for the mask thing, when we literally see in firsthand in other countries how that goes down and what happens. That is kind of—I'm kind of in disbelief. And that—when he kind of acknowledges that, are we kind of take some advice from some, not even take some advice from somebody else, just kind of do the right thing, that is when I'll respect it. Because I need more than just like an apology and just there be There is not another
3: country on this planet that believes in individualism like we do here in Absolutely
0: not, it does not make it's sense. Not even Canada. <laughs>
3: just a different mindset. We really value our rights in this country. That's why we're the beacon of freedom that we are. And even in the case of a global pandemic, Some people don't think we should relent on that at all. And that's exactly the reason why we're in the spot that we are in. Uh, I think if you look at the countries that have suffered the most, they're some of the most democratic countries on the planet where people can kind of go out and live their life. They're very liberal countries, including the United States. Uh, I mean, as far as policy and law is concerned. So. Well,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: You know, look, those countries uh, uh, have been affected worse than than some of the other ones. So, you know, I
0: I mean, that's the thing. I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with politics. I think it has something to do with people doing the right thing or not. Ah, you know what i mean it doesn't really necessarily what where they stand on social issues or anything else like that you know what i mean like if they're getting rid of the coronavirus successfully i don't know why we don't take some pointers from them you know what i mean or if like we're seeing that something clearly doesn't work like why are we doing it like that just does not make sense to me like that is where one plus one don't equal hot dog i don't
3: understand what's going on one plus one don't equal hot dog. I I've never don't heard, think that I've ever heard that before. Never heard that before, but just, I may work that in.
1: Victoria just made that up, man. That's that's great. Can I use that, Victoria? Yeah, that
0: you are more than welcome. One plus one does not equal hot dog. Could, can
1: I, ma- could I change it to hamburger? Is that okay? You
0: can. You could just. You could
3: literally say anything. I love it. I love it. I, I would assume it. anything <laughs> would work there.
1: <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's great.
3: That well was, uh, <laughs> didn't had not ever heard of that before.
1: Well
0: now you have.
1: And only well. on this show. Only on this show. You're gonna hear things like that.
0: Exclusive, you that. your new catchphrase. <laughs> anyways, Joe Biden announces his new running mate, Kamala Harris. She has spent the better part of her two of two decades in public life, notching up a long list of things she was the first to achieve. The first Black woman to be elected district attorney in California history, first woman to be California's attorney general, the first Indian-American senator, and now the first Black woman and the first Asian-American to be picked as a vice presid- presidential running mate. On a major party ticket. Since former Vice President Joe Biden announced that Harris will join him in his White House campaign, she has obviously been subjected to scrutiny. Um, President Trump and supporters have a theory that she was not born in the country, so she can't be the vice president, and that is not a shock to me. They also said that she hasn't been sworn in on the Bible and is just. I, like, they just got all this racist, all this racist shit that they got against her, which just clearly is not true. She, where was she born? I have where she was born. She was born in Oakland, California. So she was born here. It has nothing. Her parents are Jamaican and Indian, but her father taught at Stanford. So it is just like, crazy to me, the things that people say, (laughs) and how fast it can get debunked with the Google search. One Google search could save you from looking like a complete moron, President Trump. What's good with that?
1: For me, I'm not I'm not I'm not concerned about where she was born, if she's a U.S. citizen or not a U.S. citizen. Uh, I just continue to to thank Joe Biden for being the gift that keeps on giving, because uh, this is not going to help him at all. But I think it's gonna do though, if he does win, and I stress a very big if he does win. I think the plan is to uh get him to step aside and she becomes president. I have a feeling. I said again, it's just a thought. It's not something I can prove. I thought off Hillary the top. was going to run and win. Uh, I have not ruled her out yet. He loves that one. He's, I have not like ruled her out yet. When it comes he's to coming. the
3: Democratic candidates, well, <laughs> Mike uh, is the biggest conspiracy is for theorist Hillary. in the I <laughs> am, aren't
1: I? Well, wait a minute. We're going to find out this week because their convention starts tomorrow, so we'll see that if he gets named the uh, actual uh, candidate for president, I think he's not going to make it through the four years if <laughs> if they win. And I think come. Harris is going to take over and she will be the first female president and Hillary will be ticked. (laughs) So I think this is great. I think this is great. I think we knew he was going to pick her. Uh, It's not a big surprise that he did. Uh, I think it's great. And and not for the reasons you think.
0: (laughs) Well, I do kind of agree with like the idea that like, he's going to be like, I feel like he's kind of going to be like a shell but he's not necessarily going to step down
1: from presidency. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you on that one, Victoria. I think I think they want to put her in, get him out. I mean, really. I mean, I, I again, conspiracy theory. Yeah, you can call it that, but I still think Hillary's uh, in the wings waiting. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll see that we'll see this week if i'm wrong i'm wrong but hey you the never know the biggest
3: hillary supporter i know doesn't <laughs> think she's waiting in the wings it's only you eric what were you saying?
0: like literally <laughs>
3: insane person
2: anything she could be like dick cheney to his george w bush almost like
1: if now that's a good way but
2: there is something going on back there but I don't I don't know. Like to me this just looks like a typical DNC groomed ticket they wanted it to begin with whether it was him in the in the presidential spot or her maybe her polling just didn't work out so great in the primaries and he had a little more steam for it but this just looks like one of those things to me that you know other people had a shot and you know, then Corona came around anyway, but when Biden, I forget what state it was in the primaries where Biden got the boost and it was all over after that. He was going to be the nominee. Mm-hmm. Bernie got jobbed again. Everybody behind them got jobbed again. <laughs> it just, to me, that's what it feels like. Like Mike said, we saw this coming. This wasn't going to be a secret. This shouldn't have surprised anybody that right. he just kick her. I think
3: any, any, um, fleeing of black americans to the trump camp and i've read articles recently um that trump thinks he could do better with black americans i think this all but cements that you're not getting any of those votes uh oh, outside yeah of, i don't agree no i'm not agreeing of, with you there hold John. On. outside mm-hmm. of diamond and silk here's the other thing and
1: the hodge twins i'm <laughs>
3: honestly struck by the amount of racism i can't believe we're already playing the birther thing again I mean, yeah, this, seriously. Did we know, already do this with Obama? Like, come on. This is, this is what shames me as someone who's still registered as as a Republican. That we, immediately the candidate's either a woman or or a minority. Immediately, we got to go into the dirt with that. It, it right. it's, it's 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 as expected as what this lame ticket is by the Democrats. I will say this. I think you guys are dead wrong. Kamala Harris has definitely re-energized a lot of Democrats who yep. felt Bernie got a job and felt like uh, Kamala didn't really have a chance. Mm-hmm. But this is—I want to show you guys this because this is the kind of, like, idiotic statements coming from highly influential people on the right. Unfortunately, someone like Dinesh D'Souza, despite being a giant scumbag, is a big oh. uh, voice on the right. He says, "I get that Kamala Harris identifies as an African American, but does that that by itself make her one? Could Trump become African American the same way? If I identify with a bowl of cheese, does that make me a bowl of cheese? Her father, Dinesh, is, Dinesh, is your grandmother a bowl of cheese? Because if your grandmother's a <laughs> bowl of cheese, you can identify as a bowl of cheese. You fat blockhead." This is the kind of ignorance that's coming from some of the what are supposed to be top-talking people on the right. Seriously. This is garbage. And this is like, I mean, that's about as idiotic as one could possibly be. I see there's a desperate attempt on the right to try to turn everything racially back the other way. We're going to play that whole reverse racism card again. Yeah. For, for, listen, here's the thing. Police officers who respond with police brutality at those protests— and Republicans who respond to minority or female candidates with racist or or, or misogynist comments right. are exactly what is wrong with this country. Exactly. Like, wake up! Wake up! No, here's, point. here's another thing. I'll point this out, too. When, when John Lewis was lying in state, the president of the United States was asked about John Lewis. And the first words out of this disrespectful scumbag's mouth was this. He didn't go to my inauguration. A man who nearly died protecting civil rights or, or helping to gain civil rights in this country nearly yep. died on a bridge in Alabama. And all this fat, orange, bloated moron could think about
0: he didn't was go that my... John
3: Lewis didn't go to his inauguration. He's a petty fool. He doesn't yep. deserve to be the president of the United States. Nope. And I can't wait till he gets his ass kicked by Joe Biden. Not gonna This happen. clown... Not it's not going Harris. It not is going to happen because he's a moron. It's not going it to happen. It is going
0: to happen. Though. And you know what I, I was just about to say? I really do think that she is going to pull some people that you just, like, wouldn't expect. You know, they've got to win Florida. She's got a giant demographic down in South Florida, and you can't win Florida without South Florida. So Kim going to get that. I just, I don't know. She's just done so many things. She refused to, defund, or to defend um, Proposition 8, which banned same-sex marriage and helped get it overturned in 2013. She she campaigned for immigration, criminal justice reforms. She tried to point out of the candidates.
3: She's the least hated candidate in the race. Take a exactly. look at the numbers. Re, she's already much, she's the slumber. one person people don't hate. <laughs> I mean, that'll change between now and the election. But as of right now, people actually like her. People Imagine like her. That. And I also, kind of- she's going to destroy Mike Pence in any one-on-one debate.
1: No, oh, that, remains, God, that, to seen, that Mike, remains to be Mike, seen, Joe. That remains to be seen. No way. Mike! Mike. Mike. No way. Mike.
3: He thinks dinosaurs lived with Adam and Eve. She's going to destroy him well, well, and didn't make they? him look really stupid. Oh, well, not God. They? Didn't they? No. Well,
1: well, hang on a second. Going back to what you said about re-energizing the Democrat base, this, what this reminds me of is in 2008 when McCain ran for president, and I will say I respected McCain's military service. I thought, you know, he was a great American for serving in our military. I'll say that. But he was a terrible presidential candidate. And and to energize the Republican base, the conservative base, what did he do? He picked Sarah Palin. So apparently that didn't work. So this is what it kind of reminds me of. And the media is out there painting uh, Kamala Harris as a moderate. She's not a moderate is definitely not a moderate, neither is Joe Biden. They've been trying to paint them as moderates. They don't want to put the socialist or progressive label on these Joe people. Joe Biden's a conservative. He, he is not a conservative. Yeah, Joe Biden's a conservative. Conservative. Not conservative. Donald Trump's a liberal. We've got wait, it all back. That's what I was Wait a minute, wait a minute Joe. Hold on. I'm a, look, I'm a conservative, and I can tell you right now, Joe Biden ain't no conservative.
3: If you sat down in a bar and had a beer just one-on-one with Biden and Trump, I'll guarantee by the end of the night, You'd like Biden better.
2: I would agree with that.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) I I may like it. He may be a nice guy to to sit down and have a beer with. He may be a nice guy, but he's not a conservative. Hillary's a conservative, too. Oh, yeah.
3: Hillary is one of the least progressive people (laughs) in the Democratic Party. You're saying what that with a straight least. face, Joe? She's a person that would love to go back to the good old days. Mike, don't oh. confuse the... No, the no, no. Election. Don't
0: be liking gay people. Don't she confuse
3: doesn't. her <laughs> poor election strategy with the way she really feels.
0: Seriously.
3: Okay? Because th- that's that's just Sorry. not accurate. Her husband told her full well, make sure you go after the white working class in Michigan, Michigan. Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina, everywhere she lost, Bill told her to go it's, and it's, campaign there. And she, she didn't do a, that. She wanted the coalition of the willing or whatever it was. And well, that's she why she got that. her butt served to her. Yeah,
1: well, she didn't do that. And uh, that doesn't make her conservative. I'm sorry. She's not.
3: She's very conservative. She used to work for Barry Goldwater. Give me a break. Uh, doesn't matter. She's a conservative. Not
1: Now she's not. <laughs>
3: Is- Mike, I could sit here all day and be like, hey, gay marriage is great. Uh, no more war. And I'm a liberal now, right? I mean, give me a break. <laughs> your your record, your record is what I judge you on. But well, what is her record? Is one, she was a conservative for most of her life. And yeah. she still has mostly conservative views. Going out and giving a speech that you want poor people to, like – do better and you're going to help them that's a speech that's that's right. not reflective well, of how you feel i'm not a hillary clinton fan so i don't know why we're arguing about hillary clinton i don't like, like why she's gonna be the candidate? Like, oh. I, she's not going to be the candidate although if she is i would probably vote for her again if 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 i if gun to my head again i would be forced to vote and for hillary and
1: people would go vote for hillary before before they would vote for biden
0: well especially because like she was pretty much innocent I don't know not. what you think Joe <laughs> Biden's even... been
3: doing for the last four years, but, a... <laughs> I, you know, first of all, people don't really dislike Joe Biden. I mean, unless you're on the right and you're just programmed to hate Joe Biden.
1: I, I don't hate the guy. I don't hate you him. seem to hate he him. I, I, don't, I don't hate him personally. I don't agree with his political ideology. That's all. Like but what, I don't what, hate the guy.
3: What specifically about Uncle him, you like?
1: <laughs> What I like? What don't you like? What?
3: What's your number one, like... I think of Joe Biden, and the number one reason I don't like him is
1: because he was uh, vice president for four years. And what did he do for this country? He says, I can fix things now. And he's been actually in politics for more than almost 50 years. What has he fixed?
0: Okay. What is Trump fixed? I mean, did you know, make, what has Trump you fixed? What, make, hold on. Where was the, the economy before argument. this pandemic? He
1: inherited way. that from Trump, oh my or no, not from God, Trump. Yes, but
0: from Obama. Trump. It's
3: the Obama God, economy. Let's no, not, no, no, let's no! Don't go there. Don't mind. even
1: go there. It's not. Obama had nothing to do with it.
0: He said, oh, "Ignore the facts." Gracious. He said, "The facts." They're back there. No, <laughs> yeah. Ignore
3: the facts. I'm just making stuff up now, Mike. You know better than that, Eric. Please help me out here. This a great economy started under Obama and rolled. Trump took it to new heights by deregulating the crap out of everything.
0: Seriously, seriously, he was like, "Hey, little guy!" Ugh. Like that's pretty much what happened. Like,
1: See, this is a lot of the reason why I stay quiet a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, this is why I got to keep my mouth shut sometimes. <laughs> well, we go back to what you guys were
2: saying about Hillary and and Joe Biden and Mike. Not, I don't think they're as conservative as, like, Mike is a. Mike is a traditional conservative, I guess I would say. Would you agree? So, I
1: would agree. I but, would agree, From yeah.
2: Like we were talking about before the show. I'm, I'm from, you know, given a little of my background, you know, being from Massachusetts, growing up with the Kennedys and the history of the Kennedys in Massachusetts, Kennedys would be conservative today. And I think yes. people like Joe Biden, the Clintons, even Obama to an extent is more the, the centrist, kind of moderate, almost conservative liberal Democrat is would be considered conservative today if we didn't have this two-party system that put people under Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. Both parties have the same problem. They have too many different viewpoints under one category. Mm-hmm. And if we, if they would break it out and show their true colors, even though they're running like Bernie does, Bernie's independent, but he runs as a Democrat. But he doesn't hide anything from anybody. What you right. get see is I will agree get. with that. And I think more people need to do this. Break out of your party's, like, line. Just break out of the party line and say what you mean and do what you mean, and you'll get those votes, and you'll be a viable candidate.
3: Well, and like, again, look, you, you guys are nailing it here. I couldn't agree with Eric anymore. Look, look at Bernie Sanders. He runs as a Democrat. Uh, he's He would, in a million years, Bernie would never get that nomination. No. There, there's zero chance he was going to get that nomination then and now. It's not going to happen. You're not a Democrat. You're not if you're not loyal to the machine. They're, they're not backing you. There's no right. way.
1: And, and Joe, you might you might be surprised that I say this. That if Bernie had been the nominee, I think he would have st- stood a chance of beating Trump.
0: Oh, one hundred and like twelve percent. I'll have to give. I'll have to give him that. I'm not He's saying I support a- Bernie. Everyone. Not saying
1: I would have supported Bernie, but I said he would have at least stood a better chance than what the Democrats have now.
2: I don't think right.
0: guys have.
2: Oh, sorry. The two party system, because he has to run as a Democrat to even look viable. If he was third party, he wouldn't be viable at all. Bill right. Weld ran a campaign for months as the Libertarian candidate. He got nowhere because you can't. He had to run basically as a Republican, and they all—all all the Republicans are behind Trump now. So, th- so that's it. Yes, got mm-hmm. it can't run
1: there mm. you know i thought would have been another good candidate who was that um millionaire andrew yang was that the was that the guy he would have been yeah great. he would he would he would have again stood a chance at beating trump i mean it would have been yeah. better than what they it would have been better than what they have now but that's just me saying that so
0: i don't know if you guys have heard the analogy that okay so <laughs> follow me follow me with this one all right so there's this clip Of Joe Biden talking about all of the peaceful protesters who are getting shot by the police officers that, you know, like Trump sent out. And he was talking about how these officers are shooting to kill, that when they shoot, they shoot you in your heart. And how we should just have them shoot you in their legs instead like they should be shooting the protesters in the legs instead. that's what joe biden says that instead of the hearts they should be shooting in the legs which really makes no sense because we want them to be not shooting at all so right the sounds analogy like a conservative right the analogy for <laughs> the, election in the legs that's fine <laughs> is joe biden right joe biden is like getting shot in the leg but if we vote for trump everybody's getting shot in the heart Leg 2020, Uh, it's Leg 2020, baby. That's what it is, Leg 2020. (laughs) So that's my stolen analogy of the week for why we have to vote for Joe Biden. Cause it's like, it's true. It's like nobody wants him, but I feel like him bringing her in as VP genuinely gives this country a little bit more hope if he wins because it's like i don't want another four years of this no matter who wins you know because it's like i think we all kind of know that like joe biden is an ass clown he is but it's like he's less one than trump and i feel like that she is just really going to help him especially if like he's kind of just her shell you know what i mean
1: i think joe puts that picture up just to get me i just (laughs)
3: like to see what it'll
0: do to you You know what you
3: like
1: it i just love that picture Huh? I guess she's you know
3: what my, my big concern is and I, I Eric I, I think you posted something about this recently uh on Facebook. You know, look, no matter who wins in November, this country is massively divided. And I think <laughs> the real question going forward is is there's people talking civil war at this point. And someone's candidate's gonna lose. There's gonna be talks of fraud, we're gonna hear Russia, China. Iran, all countries looking to kind of get involved. How does this country move forward when we can't even agree on basic factual information anymore? And we're never going to find that one candidate that we can all get behind because there is no Andrew Yang.
2: And we don't run that way. You have to run. Someone has to be the Democratic candidate and someone has to be the Republican candidate. In that post you're talking about, Joe, I simply suggested whatever party you're in, if you're running for president, you have, to be, you have to create a platform that shows leadership to our federal government. That's what I think the most important job the president has is making sure these people get stuff done. Not only protecting the country, you know, doing good things for us, but these people argue all the time about everything. Nothing gets done. That's why we don't have a stimulus package right now, a second round of anything, because all they're doing is right. spite. If we had a leader who wasn't Sewn to the hip to a party and tries to make things work for their party, but has to agree that if you're gonna run for president, you have to be the most moderate person in the room every single time. And the other part that I added to the post was because for that you run everybody runs under the same. So the incumbent has to primary against everybody else. So that so that second term isn't a guarantee because you have all this backing from one party. You have to get everybody involved and you have to get everybody on your back. And that's how you become present.
3: Now, Eric, I know you're also pretty hot on Hamilton, the musical.
0: You know, it's a
3: look, it's a great musical. Uh, I I can't sit through it without crying my eyes out uh, because, you know, I do. I honestly look Lin-Manuel Miranda is a genius, but I think about the bravery that those men really exhibited to I, I, I mean, it, it's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, I like the show and all, but I, I, what what makes me cry is the history yeah. uh, of this country, what these people had to do. But the reason I bring up the musical isn't just to stick you out for liking uh, a musical, Eric. In fact,
2: <laughs> now I got to admit it. I swear to God, this you're, you're not even you're not even joking when you say I'm hot for it. I listen every day while I'm at work. I have it on Amazon Music, start to finish, at least once. I I just love the story. It's it's
3: incredible. George Washington, uh, who steps aside after eight years, uh, much to uh, Hamilton's chagrin, uh, explains that country's got to learn how to move on, that we can't rely on one person. And he Mm -hmm. warned. George Washington warned about partisan politics and that it would be the death of America if we got involved in it. He also admitted
2: uh, that he might have made mistakes.
3: Probably yes.
2: more probably more than he
3: <laughs> realizes mm-hmm. yes and it's okay I still love George Washington uh, and I'll I'll forgive him uh, and I'll forgive Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. and John Adams and 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 uh, Monroe and Madison and all those guys I mean look it was an experiment it, it was uh it was a novel approach it, it, what they did we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for what those guys did they they put together a constitution uh, and then after they wrote up the articles, they had to put a whole bunch of amendments in it because they didn't do it right the first time. And they understood that, that it had to be compromising and working. So anybody who's like, oh, I'm an originalist or a constitutionalist, uh, don't forget how it started. Right. It started with a bunch of guys with different backgrounds that first were like, take the religion and put it over there. uh, And then let's sit and talk for real. Uh, And they compromised and they worked things out and they made sure. The little man had rights. Those individual rights, I mean, those got added. Those got right. added as amendments after the original articles were written. Yep. Also, 1804, Marbury versus Madison has nothing to do with unconstitutional laws. Nothing. Um, did a whole bunch of research on that. I am gonna, I am gonna do a whole special on that because I think it's super important. But uh, you know, Sorry. again, just yelling things as loud as you want doesn't make them true. But that that's what the Constitution is. Uh, Should the Constitution be updated? Damn straight, it should. It's 2020, you know, modernize it, write it for the world that we live in today, because we do, you know, we live in a world where, where, like I said earlier today, we haven't done anything about Internet election interference,
0: zero heading into 2020. Right, but it's because they don't, yeah, they don't want us to.
2: Only Ben
0: Franklin
3: thought of the internet. Exactly. He was probably close. (laughs) He was probably close, one could assume. But yeah, didn't quite nail it.
0: 100%. But we stand News is on Facebook. We're here every week. We're here every Sunday. We invite you to like our page and join us on our conversations. Ask us some questions. Or you can visit us at, don't we have a new website? What's the official URL for that? Our new
3: Clovercrestmedia.com backslash. Divided, we stand. Nice.
0: All right, so subscribe, leave us a review, share this on your social media, tag people who are going to like it. For me, Mike Gadiosi, Joe Aguirre, and Eric Ferron, thanks for joining us on Divided, we stand.